This one is for the moms out there who are struggling with their kids not listening. I know. <laughs> you're trying to do it all. You're trying to be the great mom. You wake up every day like, okay, today it's going to be better. And then it's just the same day all over again. You're like, today I'm not going to yell. Today I'm not going to scream. Today I'm not going to you know, um, get frustrated easily or overwhelmed or stressed. It's going to be a positive parenting day. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be a great Muslim mom. And then doesn't quite happen. So if that is you, I get it. You're talking to the kids and talking and they just don't listen. They just do not know or do what you're supposed to, they're supposed to do, even though you've told them a million times, they should know you have routines. Maybe you don't have routines, but either way, it's just like, why is it this hard? I feel you. So for the moms out there today, we're going to be doing in the podcast is giving you the top reasons why your kids aren't listening so that you can understand what's really happening and get a grip and do it a bit better. Let's go. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you every week about topics for Muslim women. We don't help women just grow. We help them thrive. And, you know, going from life every day that is just you trying to be on survival mode is not a life. And that's what it feels like when you're a mom, right? You're just trying to get through the day, whether you have one child or you have five children or more. Like I've seen it all. And you know, alhamdulillah, the thing about parenting, it's just like marriage. There's no school for that. <laughs> like I, I never got that. Why we go to college for these big careers and we're trained and we're not trained to be mothers. I mean, to be fair, we're kind of trained. We've watched our moms, but some people haven't had active moms in the house. And then some people have had them and they're like, whoa, I am not trying to parent like that. So I feel you no matter what your situation is. Some of you maybe had great moms, but still you usually don't quite agree with every philosophy. When you become a mom, you find your own way. But regardless of what type of mommying strategies you're using, at the same time, we find that women are struggling to get their kids to listen. That is just an age old problem. And whether you're, you know, overseas or you're in the Western world, it's still a problem. They're just slightly different problems. And so today what we're going to be doing is we're going to be giving you the top five to six reasons why kids are not listening. Because I've learned as a mom who has kids as old as 20 something, I have three of them they're married and ones that are as small as I think my youngest is eight now. Um, and going through parenting through, you know, five to six kids in terms of like including my stepchild, I understand what it takes. And on top of that, I'm an educator, right? I'm schooled in how to deal with families with children. And so from my opinion, these are some of the biggest reasons that they don't listen. And for other houses and stuff that I go into, I see this happen all the time. I had a sister the other day, she was talking to me all about, um, we were in her house and she was talking about all the fact that, you know, why her kids aren't listening. It's really challenging. But then if I watch her deal with them. I understand why they're not listening. And it's not a judging thing. It's because there's things she was doing that she was not aware that they're pretty quick and they pick up on. And I'm going to tell you what some of those are today. And as soon as I told her, she was like, really? They, that's the reason. I was like, it's a lot of it. And as soon as she started changing those things, she saw immediate changes. Now, when you think about the strategies I'm going to talk about today, if you don't see immediate changes, that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Um, a lot of these things require consistency, which is what we're not. Like often as adults, I'm sorry, we're busy. We have things going. Monday, this is happening. Tuesday, that's happening. I totally feel you if that's useless. And so that's the thing. But guess what? Our kids pick up on that. 
They do. I don't care if they're three or 13. They pick up on our inconsistency. And when we're inconsistent, they're like, eh, she's not going to reinforce that. I don't actually have to do that. that. They don't say it out loud, but that's what they're thinking. It's like an innate thing right? for them to be like, oh, I can get away with that. So I'm going to tell you what those are. And inshallah, if you want to grab a pen or paper, if you're able, if not, you're going to want to save this podcast, download it for later. Because if you guys love these with parenting tips, I can go more. In the past year, I didn't do that much. I think I took a bit of a break on that for the moms. Um, and we were helping out with some other things going on in the community. But I did want to say this is something I'm getting requests on. And I would love, love to do more of them. Um, last thing is we're about to start. We're not open yet. We're not open yet. A free workshop on for career and Muslim a career and kind of entrepreneurial slash um, have my own business slash don't have my own business and just be an amazing Muslim woman out in the world. How do I align my Islamic values with work? That's just what that's hard. I got you. So we're going to have a free workshop on that. But for now, today, let's get in with parenting. Let's go. All right, let's start with the most egregious, which is the warnings. And this is this is what we're all guilty of. And I'll tell you exactly why in a second. Oh, before I do, I just realized I don't. I told you guys that we're going to have something for a career, but then I didn't tell you what. December 16th, um, there's actually a link in my bio in Instagram, and I, I'm going to put a link below. I will. I think the other time I put just the link to the site, but I will put the link below if you want to sign up for the Muslim Career Professionals, where I'm going to be coaching women actually this whole year um, on that topic, but this is a free workshop if you want to join. I'll put the link below. All right. So the first one is giving too many warnings. And, you know, continue to say, how many times do I have to tell you? Or this is your last warning. Or if you don't do that, you know, like the warnings actually are your child just hears you. The fact that you have repeat warnings trains your child to not listen the first time. You've just literally taught them. My mom's just going to say it like 10 more times. So I actually don't have to listen the first time, probably the second or third time. Does that make sense? But you're like, but I have to warn them because they didn't do it. I'm like, I know. But if you keep repeating your child, your, your, your child tunes you out. Give your directions once. If they don't listen, follow through with that warning and give them the consequence if they don't take action. Full stop. That's it. In my house, we have a system for that. I give you a warning. Then I say, I'm walking over to the board and I'm going to give you a point, like whatever your system is, Right. And then they're like, no, don't do it. And I'm like, okay, go get it and go put it. And then they're like, oh, I'll do it later in a minute. I'm like, okay. Then I walk over to the board and I give them the strike. That's it. We're not, and they're going to peel on the floor and they'll get over it. But they're going to know I'm not playing. And the first time I said it, I'm going to actually do it. So the next time I speak once, they're going to actually listen. Now, I know there's a lot of women responding in their in their head or in their cars. They're driving like, I got you, sis. I've tried that, but, 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 but. They could be something else. So I'm giving you some suggestions, okay? Some options here, right? But one of the big reasons is the warnings. You're teaching your child that they don't have to listen the first time. They're going to get several other warnings, so they don't need to. Number two, meaningless threats. Threats like you're never going to get to go outside again if you don't clean your room. I'm throwing away everything you own. All your toys are going in the garbage. Guys, first of all, that's traumatizing. <laughs> never being able to see the light of day. Never being able to play with a toy again. I mean, come on. It's too extreme, number one. Number two, it's very unlikely that's going to happen. And three, your kid knows that, right? Because no, like the, the likelihood of that, they're not, they're not that you know daft. They know. So- 
one, it's not going to work because it's, it's just empty. While you mean well and you're being frustrated, these like outrageous, extreme punishments, they don't work and your child will not listen to you. Exaggerated threats aren't the only problem though. Sometimes parents make the threats that sound inviting, like I'll turn this car around right now if you don't stop arguing. It can sound like a reward or, or, or punishment, but like either way, depending on where you're going in the car driving with the kids, right? But you could be like, oh, we're, we're going to be driving here if you do this, or we're not going to be driving here. And then you don't do any of that. You see, at the end of the day, I know why we're doing it. I'm a mom. You're busy doing something else, right? Like I'm on the phone driving with a really important phone call and my kids are doing something crazy and I need them to stop. I get it. Or I'm in the kitchen cooking and I'm trying to get it done, but my kids won't stop and I have to get this done because everybody needs dinner because then we have to go to, you know, basketball practice and then we have to I get it. I get it. But the fact of the matter is, it is really, really important that you understand that those warnings and threats, they just don't work, all right? Number three, power struggles. It's easy to get sucked into an argument with your kid, but it doesn't help them to listen to you. Yes, you are, no, I'm not, no, 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 no. Tit for tat really doesn't work. It doesn't work with adults, to be fair, right? So this power struggle, if you tell your kid to clean their room, and they argue about it with you for 20 to 30 minutes, that's just crazy because they could have finished the room, right? They're just delaying you. Like we have that when it's bedtime. I mean, how, how egregious is bedtime, right? As a parent, it's like, oh my gosh, it's time to go to bed. I'm so tired. Just go to bed. Well, first of all, kids are never going to just go to bed. I've come to that realization, so it makes me less frustrated. It doesn't matter what kind of amazing mom you are. Kids are avoiding sleep because they believe, they have FOMO. They believe when they go to sleep, you're going to be like partying. Like in, in my house, <laughs> in my house, it is a bit of a serious thing because um, my husband and I, we hang out together and we eat ice cream and my kids know that. <laughs> Not all the time, but once or twice a week. So my kids are like, maybe it's tonight. We got to catch them, you know? And I'm just like, Come on, I'm allowed, I'm an adult. I can sit down and eat some ice cream, but they really believe they're missing out on some crazy, amazing party. It's the same thing when you have family over. You know, there's like nights when the family's there for an extended amount of time, like your you're, you know, family that comes to visit. And then you want to put the kids to bed at their regular time because they maybe actually have something to do tomorrow. But then they're just like, they can't because like, they're just like, oh my gosh, there's so much going on. And that's a different story with that. But like, even sometimes just the basic stuff, they think parents are doing amazing things while they're sleeping. So they're going to do a power struggle, but they're just killing time. Do not engage. Just pick them up, walk them to the room, drop them down, say goodnight or don't say anything. Like you just literally put them. And that's a whole nother thing with bedtime. And by the way, I want to say this for moms. There's a million different strategies about sleeping. And it's going to come down to what you believe is right. Some people will say, let the kid cry. It's okay. They're not going to die. And some kids will say, don't let the kid cry. That's, you know, that's, that's not sensitive. And they're going to have trauma. And like, you know, like at the end of the day, you're going to have to find out what you believe. And you can listen to everyone. Everybody's going to have a great reason why their reason is the right reason. But you're going to have to do what you believe is right. Now, if you're like, hey, I don't know what's right. Okay, cool. Call me up. We'll talk. Um, I have free calls, right? Free 15-minute calls all the time. If you go to our site, www.mindful-muslima.com, M-U-S-L-A-M-H, we have tons of stuff. If you go to the resources section, there's parenting PDFs you could download. How to deal with your kid with their device. That's a whole nother one, right? 
And um, we have how to deal with it, how to make rules around it. We have stuff for how to connect with your child, how to be best friends with your child, how to deal with teenagers. We have tons of free things to download. Feel free. But what I want to say is any age power struggles don't work. And I want to throw in there for the moms who are going to say, well, if I don't do the power struggle thing, how do you not do the power struggle thing? I get it. Don't get them used to being able to chat and discuss everything. There's certain things that are negotiable, okay, but not bedtime. It's like my son was doing it just last night. He was just like, oh, but I, but you promised me, remember that time <laughs> 10 months ago when you said maybe, maybe, like, you know, they do that stuff, right? That's just, they're, they're, they're trying their best. They're reaching for the stars, you know. But alhamdulillah, you're going to find whatever you make a habit in the house, it's going to become a habit. Just don't engage. Don't do it. Nope. No discussion. Nope. Go to bed. Nope. We're not doing it. But here's the next one. You don't follow through with consequences. Because what happens is, I want you to understand at the end of the day, your kid is taking notes. They're taking, or your kids, they're taking silent notes. They know when their parents have empty threats. I was, and they don't follow through on any consequences. So for example, I was watching this show and I think they had something like like the most challenging kids in the world. Every once in a while I watch those just to see like, hey, (laughs) what's considered more challenging than what I have every day? And so alhamdulillah, you know, because it's all, it's and, and by the way, struggling to get your kids to listen is completely normal because they're, 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 they're made to not listen. Like they're just, they're just, I don't mean like that. I mean like they're, it's very normal developmentally. They're going to go through stages and in different stages, they're going to learn to listen better, but how you engage with them makes it easier or not. Okay. And some kids, yes, they're a bit more challenging than others, but typically they know all your weaknesses. And the more you continue with the same loophole that you've been doing is the more it's not going to work. So negative consequences teach your child to make better choices. You're not going to hurt them. I find there's parents who are scared to follow through because I don't want to make him cry. And I would, okay, if he doesn't learn now, then what happens later when he's an adult or she's an adult, and then they do things that are dangerous, things that could really get them hurt because they didn't have the understanding of self-control or no. What about relationships that they're going to have? It is a really important lesson that they need to learn right now. Negative consequences about not being able to go somewhere, not being able to have something, do something. That is very basic as a child. But when you get older and you haven't established those boundaries within yourself, you're going to be a mess as an adult. And so if, if you haven't been taught those things yourself, so you're not quite sure how to do it, again, we can talk. But at the end of the day, I want you to know Following through on consequences is very important. If you struggle to follow through with consequences, your kid just won't learn. They won't listen. Threatening to take away privileges without actually ever doing it or giving in when your child begs for it back will make them not listen. See, sometimes we think that kids are just not listening. But if you haven't heard so far, most of the reason why kids aren't listening is because of us. I know that's hurtful. I know I had to learn it. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say like it was definitely my fault in the beginning, but here's the thing. And I'm going to tell you this as a licensed educator. I'm in a classroom. Well, I was a long time ago back when I used to teach and then I taught teachers and then I taught administrators and consultation. You guys know I've been, that was a long time back. But when I did, I want you to imagine any teacher at any time has to have 30 kids in the room. Could you imagine if consequences weren't kept with 30 kids in the room? That would be chaotic, right? So if I can get 30 kids to listen at one given time with 
clear rules and consequences. You can get your one child or your two children or your three children and me too in our house to listen. It's possible. It's the environment that we set up. So if you haven't, me saying, oh, our kids aren't listening. They aren't, but we are contributing to that. So the good news is we can control that. That's actually great news. I know as much as it sucks and you're like, hey, it's not my fault. My kid's difficult. You don't know. Yes, there are kids these days with all types of challenging problems on the spectrum. And those are a bit different. I get it. If your child has ADHD or autism or Asperger's or something like that, I totally feel you. Um, but at the same time, those children too need boundaries and consequences. Like for example, a typical problem with parents with children who have autism or something like that is they just give them everything they want because it's like, oh, you know, it's hard for them. And then you're teaching them there's no boundaries. I get everything I want. All I have to do is scream. It actually exacerbates how much they're out of control. So no, they need consequences too. You just have to learn a different way to do it. And so alhamdulillah, if you haven't heard already, I'm going to recap. Number one, we're giving too many warnings. Stop guys, guys, stop. I'm going to be right there. I'm going to do that. Stop with the warnings. One warning, go do whatever you said you're going to do. Come back. That's it. Don't make meaningless threats that you're not actually going to do. Don't say you're going to take away all their toys. They're never going to see their grandmother again. Like, just don't do any of that because it's not real and it's not good. Anything extreme, it was no extreme in Islam. We have middle way. It's not good. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, would never do such things either. We have to stop doing these. Number two, don't engage in power struggles. When they go tit for tat with you over things that they don't want to do or do, just don't engage. Tell them, I said no, that's it. I said no, that's it. I said, eventually, like, just I'm not even speaking to you anymore. Go upstairs. It's case closed. Nope, not even discussing it. Nope, case closed. Like, that's it. Become a brick wall. They will not, they'll just know, oh, I can't negotiate. You know, there's certain people in the house my kids know they can negotiate with. I'm not going to say who they are. They, they know they can negotiate with. So they go straight for them. It's like they, it's like smell weakness. It's crazy. Kids are very, very smart. Okay. Do not underestimate them. Number four, when you don't follow through on consequences. Okay. When you say you're going to do something, but then you don't actually do anything um, at all. Like, Hey, I said, I'm going to take your iPad. If you don't, you know, shut it down, you're not getting it all tomorrow. Like even if it's just like a small consequence, my kids know in the house where the consequences are already. That's the other thing. Um, the established rules. So I'll just put this as a side note. If you don't have established rules and boundaries in your house, like in other words, if you were gone tomorrow and you as the mom had to go on, you know, a trip for two days and your husband was left with the kids. I know that's a whole other story, right? But let's just pretend he could follow whatever rules were set. Are there rules in your house right now? Are there clear boundaries about what happens? I'm not talking about where the socks go, where this go, how mommy likes things. I'm talking about like, is there, are there clear rules about when this happens, this happens. When you do this, this is what happens. Is it really, really crystal clear for every single person? Huh? Because if you have these boundaries already set up, the structure in your house, then it's just follow through and that's it. But if you have never established those and you don't know how to do that and you're scared because nobody ever did that in your house and it's a little bit cuckoo, you could always call me. People call me all the time. It's okay. All right. The other last one I want to give you is you're constantly raising your voice. When kids don't listen, we always raise our voice. But here's the thing. They, it doesn't really make them listen more. Your child will simply learn to tune you out. Kids are really good at that. Ignoring us. Has anyone ever noticed that? They're really good at it. So it's not about raising your voice. It's not about using your voice as power. It's about using your action as power. That's the secret. Stop talking. Start doing. Kids respond to action more than words. That's really, that's really the big secret. Okay. They respond to action more than words. I'm going to give, and we're all guilty of it because we're all busy. That's the problem. We're all busy 
And then when we're busy, they know we're busy. So they get away with a lot. Do you get me? And I don't care if you're the greatest mom in the world. And you're, I don't care if you're not busy. Like doing work, like a career, that's not what I mean. You could be busy doing laundry. You could be busy, you know, dealing with a bill you're trying to pay or whatever. Something you're trying to set up, you know, for the Wi-Fi. I don't care. You'd be busy on anything. Just we're moms. That's what we do. We're doing things, you know, for keeping people alive, right? Feeding people, cleaning things. So if you're struggling to get your kid to listen, try a new approach. It takes practice to change the way you speak to your child, but over time, you're going to see it works, but only if you're consistent. If you do any of these things today and they've never seen you do them, by the way, FYI, they're not going to like it. They're actually going to probably be worse, but they're going to be worse, but then be better. If they see you continue to do it, then they're going to take you seriously. Kids know who enforces rules in the house and who doesn't. Yes or no? Don't you know yourself in your house who was going to actually stop you and who wasn't going to stop you, who was going to let it go and who was not going to let it go? Come on. You knew as a kid too. So it's about consistency. If you try any of these things, like I'm saying, I want you to know it comes with consistency. They want to know if you're really serious or you're going to go back to your old ways. I hope this podcast was helpful. I want you to know that you have so much more control over your life than you think. And that's what we're all about here at Mindful Muslim. We want to empower women to make better choices and, and have strategies and tools. And it's all about step-by-step. Step. And if you're new to the podcast, don't forget to hit subscribe and listen and follow us. And that way you can get more of these tips in your, in your, um, you know, your feed. And inshallah, if you're a longtime listener, don't forget to leave us a review. We want to know how this has been helping you and what else you want from us. I would love to know in uh, Instagram, if there's any other podcast suggestions, we just absolutely love them. 95% of our podcast is whatever you tell us you want, and we're here for you. So, Jazakum Allahu Khairan, I'll see you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.